It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. everyone hello it's ari sophie and you're listening to having a night the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party what a week oh my god you guys wow (laughs) just wow i know i i feel like i was i we have all been so uh like suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from this presidency yep. that we're like, we've just been inured and, and numb. Like I was not able to envision anyone else besides Trump winning in a certain sense, because he's yeah. overcome so many, we've tried to take him down so many times for so many legitimate reasons. And he's somehow has sprung back. Yeah. So, so I've just, I didn't know what this week would feel like. It's true. Because it's I true. couldn't envision it. I had forgotten what relief felt like. And for me, it turns out relief feels like I'm exhausted. Like I've been sleeping so much. Four years of of daily stress. Every time you open, you know, every time you open a paper, open your computer, read the news, like extreme cortisol really takes it out of you, it turns out. So, wow. Congratulations to America. Woo. This is an exciting moment. Oh, Yes. And I'm so ready to let it be exciting. I keep talking to people who are like, well, you know, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, it's just, it could just get worse. I'm like, I am letting myself feel happy and feel celebratory. And just, I am just enjoying this brief moment before the next train wreck. I completely agree. And I've had the same thing where I'll be in text conversations with people and they'll be like, well, you know, now that this is done, just you wait. And I'm like, no, can we just have 24 hours of joy? Just 24. Like, come on. Let, yeah. let it, allow ourselves to just feel good a little bit because this is momentous. And if we don't celebrate this win, then Jesus, then we, we're not allowed to celebrate anything. I know. It's not a healthy way to live. I'm so well, excited just not to hear his voice every day and not to just to not be concerned with what the president is doing every day. And back at four years ago, back in the good old days, it was like, uh, oh, we might not, you might not hear from Obama for a few weeks because everything's fine. I've forgotten that there was a time when the front page wasn't just about Trump or the administration, right? It's like the front page used to sort, you know, often, of course, it would be about something happening in the administration, but it could also be about something happening internationally. It could be about something good that had happened. It could be about a number of things, not just like, and another reason for you to have a heart attack. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy. So congratulations, America. We couldn't be happier. Wow. 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 And the fact that people turned out in record numbers, that is so exciting. That is democracy. 
Well, I also think, and I hope this is a trend that that or a new rule that continues. Like early voting is so great. People turned out in record record numbers not only because they felt passionate about this, but because it was made easier to vote. The fact that voting election day is not a holiday and people have to go to work, that's voter suppression. You know, not everyone can take off work to go vote. So giving people more days to go vote or the option of of, uh, mail-in ballots, like that, that's, that is democratic. Having it on one day is, and long lines, that's how you get people not to vote. Yeah. Well, and same with like not allowing absentee ballots. I mean, yeah. Wild. It's wild. Woo! Never thought this day would come. Here it is. Okay. What did you eat this week in celebration of our new president? <laughs> well, I should also say that I um, have been in the midst of moving. I've mentioned it a few times before. And Guys, she's going to LA. Tell her not to go. Like, just tell her not I to go. I might not go. Here's the thing. I might not. <laughs> it's, you know, we might not. Everything is up in the air. Who knows? The COVID cases are rising. The fires are raging. I don't know, but we moved, we left our apartment in New York just because we wanted to kind of save money and we knew we weren't going to be there this winter, but we ended up moving Saturday, the day we found out Biden won. So it was this insanely stressful and yet happy and joyous occasion. But I'm saying this because for the past week or so, I've been, we've been eating like, you know, crap because when you're moving, it was a combination of yeah. takeout and then just trying to eat everything in our fridge and pantry. So a lot of just like, put everything in this in the stew pot and see what turns out or like right. a really a you know spoonfuls of mayonnaise you know exactly <laughs> joyfully you know that's that's a treat i have a big question for you which is now did you bring all of your condiments up to chris's parents house most like, of them yes them? okay okay cuz i was going to say like they better make room in their fridge for the <laughs> all clean in you know in flux of Ari's condiments yeah yeah, condiments came. Spices, I'm not so sure about. We we brought them, but I feel like, you know, they go bad. And I, since we don't know if, when we're moving to LA, I don't want to like open up a two-year-old box of spices when we get there. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we should use those now. Now, spices are a strange thing, which I think we've discussed this on the podcast, but like everybody always says, oh, you have to use them within a year. Some of my spices are four or five yeah. years old. I'm like, they're, pro- listen, they're not going to poison me that much, I know. No. But- I'm like, maybe they don't have as much flavor as they did, but they'll do. I'm not just going to throw them out, you know? I agree. Yeah. But it's kind of nice to have the excuse to be like, goodbye spices. I'm starting a new baby. Oh, it's so nice to get them all matching. Mm-hmm. Or just get matching jars, and then buy your spices in bulk, which uh, would be a good segue into the rest of this episode. But first you have to tell me about what you ate this week. I asked you first. Oh, well, I ate a bunch of crap, but I, I did on moving day. We, after we were finally done, we went to one of my favorite places in Brooklyn, Long Island bar and got, I, they just have an incredible burger. It might be my favorite, favorite burger. And they Ooh. put a little American flag in it and people, we were eating outside and people were, you know, dancing in the streets and honking. And it was just a very, very American meal. And it felt amazing. Love it. Just a day of patriotism. Now we're allowed to be patriots again. How fucking cool is that? Yeah. Patriots, <laughs> not nationalists. Thank you very much. Okay. I ate, oh my God, this meal was so good. My dad made the Zuni Cafe chicken. So Zuni Cafe is a restaurant in San Francisco and Cook's Illustrated, you guys have heard Ari and I talk about this before, but they did, they basically did the Zuni Cafe recipe 
in like one of their recent issues. So you spatchcock a chicken. You're supposed to brine it 24 hours, like dry brine it 24 hours overnight in your refrigerator, which my dad did not do. So it turns out you don't need to. Spatchcock it, just salt and pepper, and you put it over bread. So you cut bread into like pretty big chunks. Toss the bread with olive oil, put it in the bottom of the pan, put the chicken on top of the bread, put it into the oven Mm. for 25. While you're doing Mm. that, why don't you take some lettuce? Chop up that lettuce or do whatever you want. If it's arugula, that's cool too. Um, (laughs) You're going to, because you're going to be making a bread salad, everyone. Yes, you're making a bread salad. So then there's a dressing that's the usual vinaigrette. So it's mustard, vinegar, olive oil, and then sliced scallions and currants. I thought it was a champagne vinaigrette. Um, maybe my dad just didn't have champagne vinegar on hand, but it's just like mm. a pretty standard vinaigrette. I guess it just depends on what vinegar you use. I think he maybe used a tarragon vinegar. Scallions, currants in there. Then when the chicken is done, once you take the chicken off to carve it, you're going to pour the chicken juices also into the vinaigrette. You're going to put all of the bread into the salad, toss it up, obviously toss it with the vinaigrette. You're going to carve your chicken and that's it. That's the meal. And it was so good that I'm having it again this coming Saturday, which is my birthday, November 14th, everybody. That's right. So exciting. So good. We're going to try it in the pizza oven this time. I'm pretty Mm. excited. I'm going to make it too. You have reminded me how much I love that chicken. And I tried, I think I've made it once and I, years and years and years ago, at least 10 years ago, because I remember it was the first time I like kind of really thought about champagne vinegar. I mean, I want to give a shout out to vinegars. I know I'm here giving shout outs to a lot of things all the time, but like having different kinds of vinegars can be so exciting because they can come in different levels of sweetness, different levels of like thickness. Oh, oh my God. Wait, I have such a fun thing to talk about. Okay. So I've had a tarragon vinegar sitting in my pantry for ages and I had taken off the lid a while ago uh-huh. and now there's a mother in there. So like oh, the wow. mother of the vinegar. So now I've started like adding wine that I haven't drunk, right? It's like, if you have like part of a bottle sitting out, oh. it has the mother in it, it will turn it into vinegar. You just have to leave it open to the air. So I covered the lid with like a little piece of cheesecloth so that fruit flies wow. don't get in. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And the mother is so cool. It's fucking wild. Wow. And so will the, so it was tarragon vinegar. Will it just kind of adapt to, you know, if you put red wine in there, it's more of a red wine vinegar, but you could add more tarragon. Yeah. So the tarragon I ended up taking out. Cause I was like, you know, if I want to keep this vinegar going for years, I should probably take out the actual earthy stuff in it. Yeah. I took out the tarragon. It was like full stalks of tarragon. So I took that out. And as I was taking that out, the mother came out. So I sort of like separated everything. But I think- Not you, ma'am. Go back in to your home. (laughs) Exactly, mom. Get back in the bottle. Stay in the house. (laughs) It was very cool. So yeah, I think as you add new vinegar, it just turns into whatever kind of vinegar you're adding, right? So it's like, it it could be red wine. It could be white wine. It could be- Sherry, et cetera. Very congratulations. Exciting. Thank you so much. I feel like I actually deserve a congratulations. I felt very like Sean Brock on Chef's Table. I love that. And that's a that is another very Sophie eco-friendly kind of uh thing to do is make your own vinegar, you know? Just or like keep you keep the vinegar you have and let it develop. And will any vinegar just have a mother like after 
Do you have to no. put sugar in it? I don't know. I don't no. Know so it's funny because my dad, like he and I talk all the time about attempting to make vinegars and like some will just take and others won't. So I do mm-hmm. think like, this is the only vinegar I've ever had where a mother has developed that I know of, like the only one that I've ever seen, but I don't know if it's just a thing of leaving it open. I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. I need to do a lot more research. Yeah. Well, but, my, um, yeah, my oh, oh. big thing of apple cider vinegar, ha- it's like, fil- it's like the whole thing is it's mothers. It's like a, there's a PTA conference in my apple cider vinegar. Is that because it has like little stringy things in it? Is that what you're talking about? I have no idea. You think it's not a mother? You think it's just like- oh, No, no, it might be. No, no, no. I just, cause you know, sometimes it's like, you'll look, I feel like I see this specifically with apple cider vinegar where it's like, uh-huh. there's these almost like little stringy things kind of hanging around in it. Oh yeah. It's got the, some of those, but then it's got like some bigger guys. Oh yeah. Well then that's, yeah. there's your yeah. mother. Okay. So today's episode I'm extremely excited about because as you guys know, I'm constantly talking about plastic consumption. I'm constantly talking about composting. So finally we are here to talk about being eco-friendly when you're cooking, when you're hosting, when you are living your life. Yes. Um, You are the resident expert of having a night. And I'm really not an expert. I'm trying really hard to you know, I, I, I strive to be as good as possible. This is not at all meant to be like a virtue signaling episode. Just it's just FYI. these kinds of things can be incredibly overwhelming. You know, just trying to live greener and trying to be good to the planet, especially when it comes to cooking, cleaning and being in the kitchen, it can yeah. be stressful. So I think if you can give me and our, our listeners some tips, that that would be great because you, these are habits that you want to form so that when you go to the grocery store, you are not forgetting, you know, all of your baggies and yeah. just, you want it to become just part of your, your natural cooking, cleaning, shopping routine. And that takes practice. It so, takes practice and it takes a lot of thought. And I think that's yes. part of what's happened in America in particular is like, we are so used to certain conveniences yes. that we would rather do something that we know is bad for the earth than give up that convenience. And like, I think a lot of it is actually just changing the way you think about that, of being like, fuck the convenience. I have to go out of my way to do something that will not deliberately harm the earth. I know. It's, uh, that is 100% what it is. And I think about this in terms of you know how to be... Uh, greener, cleaner, and, and when you're cooking and, and that's, and shopping, that's all about planning. The answer is always just more thought and more time. And, you know, really thinking when you throw something in the garbage, it's not just going down a black hole. I mean, in a way it is, but you know, really think about landfills. And I think the culture of, of, we've talked about this, but these grocery stores that offer anything every time of year, yeah. it just, that kind of mentality, it just seeps in and you're like, Yes, it's convenience. It's not thinking the it, everything feels detached from its place of origin. Yeah, and you think, oh, well, and then I can just throw it in the trash and not have to think about it. It's- right. I mean, I was reading about um, recycling CDs the other day. There was oh, a- I, re- I read that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and guys, it takes a hundred million years for a CD to to decompose. So. A CD is just a piece of plastic. Like when you think about how much plastic, like when you are going to Starbucks and you are throwing out that Starbucks cup, like that cup is just sitting on our earth for the next 
many, many, many years. And that's a very frightening thing for me. For me, a lot of it is also just being like, oh my God, when I think about the end life of this, the end life is not like, oh, and then it turned into soil and a tree grew. The end life is like, and then it sat there and it sat there and it polluted the earth. And like that just, I mean, it makes me want to cry. It's, it's, it feels very emotional for me. It is. It's, and it's super dark because a lot of these companies, the, the way they kind of have advertised over the years um, about how you can recycle the things they make. It's all a ruse. I think they've been sued because a lot of it actually is not recyclable. People who manufacture plastic also are in charge of the people, the centers that recycle it and they don't. It goes into a landfill. It's not recycled. Yep. And some of these companies that are like making sweaters and pants and and jackets out of recycled plastic, it's not recycled. They're making new plastic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I don't think it's all of them, but... Yeah. Fashion is the second biggest, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know this, but like fashion is the second biggest polluter in the world. So like when you are shopping at fast fashion, when you are buying new clothes, like these things are polluting, especially because a lot of them end up in landfills, right? I'm so glad we're doing this episode now because back to moving, it's like really realizing how much stuff you have and, and being confronted with how to get rid of it as opposed to, yeah, oh, I'll just put this extra pair of shoes in the closet and shove this sweater in a drawer and not think about it when I buy a new sweater. It's the same thing with your refrigerator. You know, it's the same thing when you're trying to throw away all the, you know, you're pouring your condiments that you're not taking with you into the sink and then you have to decide to recycle them. It's just you amassing so much stuff and realizing this trail of, I mean, I've often like that you're leaving on the earth. I really wish that like in high schools or something, they would tell kids like, okay, for a week, instead of throwing out your garbage, live with it. Like we're not allowed to throw anything out. You're putting everything, you can put it in a bag, but you have to leave it in your room or in your kitchen or whatever. If families had to be confronted with how much they throw out instead of it's like, well, we just put it all into a black bag and then we put it out on the street and then it disappears. It's like, also because we think we're not living with this garbage. Our oceans are living with this garbage. Other Mm -hmm. continents are living with this garbage. I mean, our soil, it's... Okay, so on to the positives. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I think we should begin kind of at the end because cleaning, that is something that... I mean, the most toxins, right? I mean, we had bottles of stuff from, I don't even know, my older, old apartment that made it to our house. I've been trying to transition into using cleaning products that are more organic or natural. But the problem is how do you just, you know, how do you get rid of them? So if you were to start from scratch, the number one thing, what would you say? All natural cleaning. Distilled white vinegar, a hundred percent. First of all, amazing. the fact that like, you could put it into food implies like it's fine for the earth. It's such a good cleaner. It's like, you can tell that it is actually cleaning, which I think for a lot of people, they're like, Oh, if it doesn't have that super clean thing, then I don't, then it's gross. And it's like white vinegar is a godsend. I use it all over my kitchen, in my bathroom. Like anytime I need to clean white vinegar is the savior. But how do you use it? Oh my God. You Do you dilute it? It doesn't, it doesn't your kitchen then just reek of vinegar? Oh, it goes away in three seconds. It does. I mean, yeah, it does smell like vinegar, but to me now vinegar smells like clean. Uh-huh. So especially like one of my favorite things after I cook fish, I take a cloth. So like my favorite new cloths are Target linen towels. They're called the solid flower sack kitchen towels. 
it's four towels for $3.99. And I just got them in white. I like just got two, two stacks of them. So you take a mm-hmm. towel and you, you know, dampen it with a bunch of white vinegar. And then after you cook fish, you wipe down your whole kitchen and the smell of fish is gone. And I pour a little bit down the drain as well. And I buy the white vinegar in like, it comes in bigger than a gallon jug. Mm. And obviously I'm so anti-plastic. This does come in plastic, but I'm like, it's so useful. And I, and it takes forever, obviously to use a jug. So mm-hmm. that is one way in which I think it's worth it. I'm sure that there are plastic free stores near people where you could like go and refill your white vinegar. I have not found a good one near me though. I'm desperate. Okay. And then the other hero ingredient, baking soda. Guys, have you ever put baking soda and white vinegar like down a drain? No. It bubbles and like fully, it's so abrasive. So it does this really cool chemical interaction. Wow. Where it's like the whole thing bubbles. If you have a clog in your drain, think about what Drano is doing to a drain. And then like, obviously imagine the fact that if that's doing it to the drain, like think about what it's doing to our water table. Mm -hmm. Baking soda and distilled white vinegar I get that obviously sometimes you just have to go for Drano, but like baking soda and distilled white vinegar is so cool and it cleans everything. It's such a good, it's really good also in bathrooms for like soap, scum, anything like that. Very What's good. What's the ratio? Like one to one? I just honestly, because they're they're so safe. Yeah, it's like, wow, yeah, I would do like a see? tablespoon of baking soda and then like a quarter cup of white vinegar, half cup of white vinegar. And then it'll bubble and froth and you can just tell that it's working. It's so satisfying. The linen towels, I also want to say are like using towels in your kitchen. I think people get freaked out. I think they're like, Mm. they're going to be so gross. They're not gross. What's gross (laughs) is like using paper towel after paper towel and creating like grease mops out of disgusting paper towels that by the way, Paper towels are made from the oldest forests in the world. So like, no, yes, it's terrible. Yeah. You know what we've started doing? We have just a teeny bin by the sink and it's not, you know, it's not the cutest thing, but if people come over, we put it under the sink. You could just keep it under the sink. And we put our dirty little towels that need to be laundered in there. It's like a little laundry basket for our, our dirty uh, kitchen linens. Yeah, right. It's like, you don't think your clothes are disgusting if you get a stain on them. Right. So why is that poor kitchen towel disgusting if he gets a stain on him? <laughs> Answer me that. <laughs> so let's talk about some brands. Cascade powder, that's a good one. It's not natural. It's not. I think that seventh generation probably does a powdered version. I've I grew up using Cascade, but you know they make those little like pocket things. Do not buy those. Oh my God. Don't buy those. First of all, it comes in plastic. Those are plastic. It's just like plastic that's going to melt. I mean, it's no, but the cascade powder or seventh generation powder or whatever just comes in cardboard. So, Hey, it's cardboard. That's not bad. Although you are right. I I definitely need to switch to a different brand because I do think cascades the opposite of natural, but, but it does the job. The packaging is good. The packaging. Great packaging. Oh my God. The pods have got to go. People are eating them. People are smoking them. It's just stop making the pods. Well, and I even, so for laundry, which I know this is not a laundry show, although it could be, but (laughs) I also use the Tide Free and Clear, Free and Gentle. I think it's Tide Free and Clear. And that also comes in a powder form in cardboard. So that's very exciting for me. That's huge. It's huge. Couple more things, which is first of all, 
you know, there's all these like plastic brushes now, and then people mm-hmm. just throw them out. I have this very cool refillable wooden brush. So it's called, I bought mine from a company called Earthstone, but they make them from like a bunch of different companies. The handle is wood. And then it has like this little metal holder and you just put your round brush in there. And the brush is just like made of all natural materials and wood. And then you just refill it. It's so great. Cause you don't have to worry about, oh, when it gets really gross and old, then I have to go get a new one. It's like, it gets gross and old. You just pop in a new one. So great. I love it. I love it. That's all I had to say. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about cooking no? Yes. I would love to talk about cooking. What do you do with food waste? And like, how do you feel like you minimize waste in the kitchen? Well, I will say this. Living in a city like New York, composting is the best. Composting is the number one. But living in a city is very, very hard. You need to live in a building where compost pickup goes, uh, which is not, I I don't think, very... uh, in, a, in every neighborhood, or you have to go and bring it somewhere. And, and also you live in a small apartment and you have a, maybe a small freezer because it's really helpful to put compost in the freezer if you have room, but it's just, it's complicated. So we were not able to compost there, which was really sad for us. And we didn't have a disposal either, which is not composting, but it certainly like helps minimize your waste when you can put food scraps down the drain. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's more about just getting creative. And like we said, spending more time planning out my meals for the week. You know, I barely, barely, barely order in. Obviously because of COVID, I was, because I was trying to support my favorite restaurants in New York City. But I, I just really try to to use my leftovers in creative ways and to plan out, you know, if I'm getting a whole chicken, that's the easiest example, but I'm obviously going to keep the carcass and and make a stock with it. Or if I'm not using the skin, I'll crisp it up and and put it over as like a, a topping over some rice. People have been known to freeze their turkey carcasses after Thanksgiving and, and gift them to me because I'm <laughs> that much of a freak. But, you know, and also knowing that vegetables are not dirty like it kills me when people are like just shaving the hell out of a carrot. Like unless you need, you work at a Michelin star restaurant and you need the carrot to be like this incredible uh, smooth thing. Like just when you're washing your carrot, just scrap it, get a little veggie brush. Yeah. I love my veggie brush. Oh my God. I swear by it. Put that in the list. Yeah. And things like zucchini, you don't, the top of a zucchini the the stem is like the exact same texture as the rest of the zucchini. You don't need to throw that out. Yeah, you don't need to throw I that out. I love zucchini. It's also very <laughs> beautiful. It is. A like crown on the top. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So just use trying to use all parts of the vegetables. I have struggled with carrot tops, beet greens, radish tops. I think all of those are are tricky, tricky, tricky. Obviously a pesto is the first thing that comes to mind. So if you have, if you buy carrots with the carrot tops, roast the carrots, then make a carrot top pesto to put on top one yeah. dish. Totally hear you. Like the carrot top thing I was very good about for one year. And then was like, I think I'm tired of carrot top pesto. Am I allowed? And I think it's like, if you do really put in the effort, you can absolutely make it good. I think beet greens are like one of the most delicious greens in the world. If you wash yeah. them well enough, just saute them with garlic and olive oil. It's like horta. It's like Greek horta, you know, which is just like a sauteed green. You mm-hmm. can also add them to a sog with like, you yeah, know, your favorite cumin seeds, fennel seeds, garam masala, anything like that. And they're just a good green. So it's like, 
even if beets didn't come attached to them, I might buy them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so with you on the like carcasses. Obviously, if you have shrimp, save the head, save the tails. Oh save my God, the, save the, the shell, make the broth. Of course, if you happen to have, be so lucky as to have lobster, of course, you're going to save those shells, make a broth. Beef bones. Oh my God. My dad made a beef broth the other day that was so gelatinous. It was fully jiggly. Collagen. No, everybody's taking these collagen supplements. I'm like, just Mm -hmm. eat some beef, baby. Yeah. Dunk your head. You do um, bobbing bobbing for beef bones in there. Wow. I mean, that's actually my dream. Oh, I haven't had marrow in so long. God, a marrow bone sounds good right now. Yeah. You can boil your citrus rinds into a tea which I'm a big fan of. I also, so I do have a garbage disposal in my apartment and I love to put a citrus rind down there because it like really cleans the whole thing. It makes it smell so good. Big mm-hmm. fan of that. If you are someone who likes to cook with um, fresh zest, mm-hmm. pre-zesting, because you know when you're like cooking something and you're going down your recipe and you've already juiced your lemons and then you're like, oh shit, I needed to zest them. Sometimes when I'm being really good, I get home from the grocery store, I wash my citrus and then I just zest them and put them in a container and put them in the fridge. So then I just have it there and you know, lemons, limes, grapefruits aren't so beautiful, but who cares? Then I have all the zest and I can throw it into anything. I had a wild time last year when I (laughs) saved my citrus rinds and put them in the freezer for when like I forgot an orange or like I wanted an orange rind or a lemon rind. Then I would just take it out of the freezer let it thaw and then grate it, which was like kind wow. of genius because it's like, I didn't need the rinds right then, but then I just had some sitting in my freezer. So that's so genius. Actually, you could probably just, it doesn't even need to thaw. You could probably just yeah grate sure. it the same way. Like I, I put ginger in the freezer and then right. it's like, you barely even need to peel it. You just, you just grate it on that microplane. You just get in there with that microplane. I want to Talk a little bit about composting because I know, as you said, it can be difficult and it can be very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a household where we composted all the time. So I am like kind of crazy about it. Even if you live in a place that doesn't have composting in your building or very nearby, I'm incredibly spoiled. I live a block away from a market that has composting. But even when I didn't, I would freeze it and then I would like bring it in a bag and bring it to the composting center just because it. That is the literal, it is the food being turned back into the earth. And I think that's so magical. I have a tiny compost bin that always sits on my counter. I was trying to find what the name was. So when I was Googling today, it looks like natural home and it like has a filter. So you can't smell anything. I think that's a big thing for people as they're like, yes, can I sit there and it's going to rot? I have opened my compost before and it has been fully rotten. Like, don't get me wrong. You can't smell it through the filter. Incredible. don't be so freaked out. You know, if, if you have an opportunity to compost, try it. Also, if you have outdoor space, you can compost there. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I just started growing my own herbs. How's it going? My basil is incredible. So (laughs) obviously I live in a city, but I bought this thing called click and grow, which I think is like in, you know, the strategist or something. And I was so excited about Mm -hmm. it. And it has like a little grow light. And it's, you, it comes with these little pods and the basil mm. is gorgeous. So now I'm like, am I going to be having pesto in the middle of winter? I might be. Whoa. She and is wild. She's wild. Guys, she's crazy. And then I went to Ooh. the market and I bought rosemary, thyme, and oregano, and I replanted them in a big pot 
So I'm just going to nice. like, I don't know, water them and see how it goes. Keep us updated. I will. They're going to want to know. Yeah. The people great. want to know. Let's talk about shopping. Oh my God. Let's talk about shopping. Aww. You know, one thing that really pisses me off is when I go grocery shopping with someone and they use all of the little bags in the produce section. To me, that's if you, the termination of a friendship. <laughs> I can't be friends with you anymore if you're one of those people who takes a bag for a lemon, a bag yeah. for two limes. No, you don't get it. It's so you're weird. going to wash everything. Look, bring a bag so it's not just sitting in your cart. But even if it is, you are going to wash it when you get home. So what does it matter if it's all touching each other? Think about when you go to the farmer's market. Right. If you're crazy about that, then bring some paper bags with you or bring some reusable silicone bags or, so or the is, little mesh bags. Right. So this is what I wanted to say is I bought these bags. Mine are by Earth Junkie, but like they come, a lot of brands make them now. They're these little linen bags. They come in different sizes. Some are mesh, some are not mesh. And I bring it with me, <laughs> them with me everywhere because also it's like, let's say that you're at a place where they have tongs for like a beautiful salad mix or something. Then mm-hmm. instead of like putting it in a plastic bag, I just put it in one of my earth junkie bags and then they weigh it at the checkout. Like it's mm-hmm. the best. It also comes with a salad towel, which is my new obsession. So you wash all your salad, you spread it out on the towel and then you like, you know, tie a knot into it. So it's like this little, I don't know, it's oh. like back of all your salad so then when it's time for you to eat your salad, it's just like sitting there washed in your refrigerator. It's very satisfying. Great. Need one Obviously, of those. I have not bought a clamshell in over 10 years. Please don't buy clamshells with salad, guys. There's a reason why it rots really quickly. It rots really quickly because it's touching plastic. Yes, and because it gets wet in there. Let me tell you, if you must buy a clamshell or if you're quarantining with people who buy clamshells, keep it slightly open. And what I do, it's annoying, but I take out handfuls of it, like single servings of it. And I put those, I'm sorry, Sophie. I, I like a single paper, like a half paper towel, mm-hmm. organic, just, and I layer it just so then I'm not wasting any of, it just keeps it fresher for longer because the paper towel absorbs the moisture and the slime. Otherwise That's- you're not going to eat it. You're, it's all going to be slimy and disgusting and smell like fish. Yeah. And it does that like in a matter of days, which is yeah, why it, it needs air. The refrigerator is dry, but if it's closed in that plastic, it's going to get wet. Yeah. I, I've said this before on the podcast, but like, think if you were in a plastic box, you would also get sweaty and wet. Yeah. Think <laughs> about that. Put yourself in the salad shoes. I love my earth junkie produce bags. I mean, I sound like I'm literally doing an ad for them. I'm not, I wish I was. Um, (laughs) I also love the bulk and like, because I bring those, I'm always going to bulk, which I know because of COVID there's a lot less bulk, which is really upsetting. Cause like, you're not going to get COVID from bulk. Like you're not getting COVID from a bulk bin, you guys. I know. Oh, it's really brings me a lot of distress, but. Or, or until someone does, I refuse to believe that it's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. It's like what's dangerous is going to a party without a mask on. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I bring reusable shopping bags with me everywhere. I feel like people give away free tote bags so often. So it's like you probably have a lot of them sitting around. If you don't already do this, it's so obvious, but keep some in every purse. Keep some in your car. Just have them everywhere. 
a friend gave me a bagu, like actually at her wedding, it was like what she gave all of her bridesmaids. And I had never seen one. It's like a plastic thing. How do you describe it? It's like a- Well, it's fabric. It's like has its own, well, they're all different, but the, it folds into itself into it, a pouch. Exactly. It folds into itself into a pouch. So you just keep them in your purse. So when the mood strikes you to buy a head of lettuce, you got your bagu. I'm honestly shocked. I can't believe you never had, I have million, I've had them for years. Oh, I only have, two, I have two. I have a really small one and then I have my mm-hmm. really big one and they're, yeah. they're so good. I bought a basket and I do love to shop with my basket. It feels a little like I'm trying hard. I'm not trying hard. What's great about the basket is like, you can see everything. You yeah. know, when you put everything in a bag, it's like, it just disappears into the vortex. Yes. A basket is like, you can lay it out beautifully. It feels very bountiful. Very romantic. Can we talk a little bit about takeout? Hit us with the hard facts. Let me hit you with those hard ass facts. Yeah. Harry and I are very lucky to live around the corner from a Malaysian restaurant called Lout. It's- Oh yeah, it's good. And they let you bring your own Tupperware. So like if you are doing takeout, you can go with your own Tupperware. And the woman the last time was like, I'm so glad you guys are doing this. I wish everybody would do this, you know, Mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to- pollute the earth. So do try to bring your own Tupperware. We do very, very, very little takeout because of that exact reason, but there is takeout that you can have like a burrito, like a pita sandwich, which usually just comes wrapped in foil, like a pizza, which comes in cardboard. Basically so many things don't come in plastic and are also delicious. Obviously you have to remind everybody not to give you utensils if you're on my no plastic train. Also, I think a lot about like in this time of COVID, when it's raining, when it's like snowing, when it's bad weather out, when you're ordering something in, I think there's kind of this thing of like, yes, it is absolutely a job for a person. And that's so exciting. But at the same time, like you are asking a person to do something that you don't want to do yourself. And it's like, if you don't want to fucking be out in the rain, maybe that person doesn't want to be out in the rain either. I'm like, if you mm. want to do it yourself, maybe you shouldn't do it. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I think about that a lot, which like, maybe I sound (laughs) crazy, but what else is new? But, but maybe someone does want to do it because they make money. Yes, absolutely. But I also think it's like, there are enough people ordering in, in the rain that like, you don't need to be another person ordering it in the rain. Like put on your fucking rain boots and go pick up the food yourself. Yeah. Don't be so lazy. I love that advice about takeout. Like if you're, if you're going to do takeout, consider the the naturally green options the pizza box the yeah. pizza box the pizza original box and it's, mm-hmm. it's an excuse to always be like well i really can't cook tonight i guess i have to have pizza Maybe. do you know why it comes in a box i just learned this a cardboard box cardboard is a natural like insulator so it stays hot in there you know people are like oh no this pizza is going to get cold it's actually it's that's why it can stay hot in there for a pretty long time how fabulous yeah I love that also, you can call your pizza place and ask them not to put that weird plastic ring in the middle. I've done it before. They're very accommodating. You know that plastic ring that like comes yeah, in the Yeah, what middle? is that? To like keep it down so it doesn't flop it, around? Keep that pizza keep down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that little thing is like stopping it from sloshing around. It's Maybe very, though. Maybe. If it's but, bu- doesn't hit the top? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, listen, I've ordered pizzas without them and it's fine. So have faith. (laughs) You've you've lived. 
On the like takeout subject, because I mentioned earlier, like coffee cups and especially iced coffee season comes and everybody wants to make sure that they can see their iced coffee. My keep cup, I'm obsessed with my keep cup. It's, I think it's an Aussie brand and a lot of coffee shops sell them now, but they're so great. It's glass. It comes with like a little insulation band. There's one that's in cork. They come in really cute colors. You can put ice in them. You can put hot in them. They're so good. I just highly recommend them. Ooh, highly recommend. Love it. Maybe we can Bring reach out to them and do a collab. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Good idea. Yeah. Because I need all of this stuff starting my new life. I'm going to reuse stuff I have because that is also a way to be eco-friendly. That's the greenest of all. I mean, I keep my Ziploc bags until they fully have holes in the bottom. And now I'm not buying any more Ziploc bags, but like it's been years since I bought Ziploc bags. Just reuse them. Just wash them out and reuse them. I know it sounds silly, but like, guys, it's fine. Just do it. Yeah. Don't put them in a dishwasher, but wash them out with some warm water. And it's kind of, they are kind of a bitch to dry because they're plastic, but you have to like kind of, you know, tent them over a cup or over the sink or something. Exactly. I like put it over my faucet and just let them dry. It's so stupid, but you know what? It's what we got to do. Yeah. Agreed. This is the hole we've dug ourselves into. Yeah, exactly. Right. We have to deal with it. I mean, it's unfortunate that we've found ourselves here, but you know, I, I don't know. I hope that this episode made people like excited about trying these new things. If you're not doing them already, honestly, I'm like such a novice with this stuff, but I think about it a lot. If you guys have other ideas, please let us know, share them, comment on our Instagram, anywhere, DM or email us. Cause I don't know. It's all, it's all a process as people say. I love that. Please tell, yeah. Give us what you do at home to help uh, make your cooking, cleaning experiences greener. Uh, We'd love to, to share. Yeah, everyone. Oh my God. Well, (laughs) this episode made me particularly hungry. I don't know why. Maybe it's the pizza. It was the pizza. pizza. It was the pizza. Let's be pizza, the burrito and the Mm -hmm. the pita sandwich. Oh, a waffle sandwich. Oh my God. A shawarma. Don't even get me started. We will be back next week with such a fun episode. Grossi Pelosi. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Colin, for being just a wizard. Wizard with the editing machine. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you, America, for getting this dick out of the White House. And we will see you, if you're listening to this Thursday morning when it comes out, we'll see you later today for an amazing special, special tarot uh, chip hour. And if you miss it live, you can still watch it. We'll post the video. It's at 6 p.m. EST on, excuse me, I'm having no food burps. That's how hungry I am on Thursday, the 12th, (laughs) 6 p.m. EST. It's so fun. We're going to do tarot. I don't know. What if Ari and I both like just start weeping? I get very emotional when people tell me my fortune. I'm I'm kind of banking on it. There's <laughs> no way I'm not going to cry. Okay, let's go eat. Yes, let's go eat. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.